This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Feminine Essence. Feminine Essence is a podcast for women following their passions in business. Each episode of Feminine Essence, we feature interviews and advice on how to increase your visibility with greater success and impact while inspiring you to step into your feminine essence. Here's your host, Steffi Joe. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Feminine Essence, Empowered Passion to Business Success. This is a podcast for women following their passion in business. I'm Steffi Joe, your podcast host, and I want to thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest. And before I do, I would like to let you know that you can find out more about Feminine Essence podcast by going to www.expressyouressence.com. And while you're there, check out my newest products. I would love it if you do. Today, my guest is Marie Elizabeth Molly. And she is a woman who holds you with respect, along with helping you feel whole and complete as beautiful, powerful, and connected in every way. She is a master at helping women to develop and find new pathways of understanding and loving themselves. And she helps them transform from pleaser to pleasure in unique ways. And personally, I find her verbally delicious, and I think you will too. Marie Elizabeth coaches women over 40, and she helps them move from people-pleasing and self-doubt to embodying the confidence and self-acceptance they are looking for to create a life overflowing with pleasure, fulfilling relationships, and joy. She's distilled 30 years of personal and spiritual growth work into clear steps for her coaching clients to follow so they can step into the powerful, sensual, clear, and loving women they really are and never look back. Marie Elizabeth is a published poet and underwater photographer who has a thing for sharks. And I don't think I've heard anybody say that before, that they have a thing for sharks. So that's very interesting. I think Marie Elizabeth is very interesting. I think you're going to find her the same. And she has some yummy information. Like I said, I think she's verbally delicious to listen to. So let me bring her on. And thank you for listening. So I want to welcome Marie Elizabeth Molly to the podcast today. I'm so excited you're here with us, Marie Elizabeth, and I want to welcome you. I know my audience here is going to enjoy everything you have to share with us because you're so yummy. So how are you today? Welcome. Hi, Steffi Joe. Thank you. It's so great to be here. I've been looking forward to this ever since we talked about my coming on. So thank you. Wonderful. So to get us started, to get the audience up to speed of just exactly who you are and what you bring to the audience today, your information, can you tell us a little bit about you and your business and what are you up to now? I am a coach primarily. I coach women over 40 
who want to move from people pleasing and being overly stuck in what everyone else thinks, doing too much giving with everyone else, focusing on everyone else's wants for them. I help women move into prioritizing their own pleasure and their own desires and learning to have those difficult conversations, which end up surprisingly not being as difficult as they fear they will be. Mm -hmm. But those conversations with their loved ones that honor them, honor themselves and lead a pathway to having more of what they want in their lives. So that's primarily what I coach around. And then I am also a published poet and an underwater photographer. So uh, I love that. Some of my own passions that I've structured my life around. Mm -hmm. My business is about coaching women in one-on-one and group formats. I love that, but I'll have to ask you this. Your your passion around your photography and, and how do you bring that or do you that experience, that passion, does that affect your business? It's a great question. Uh, I used to keep everything quite separate. There was kind of like my poetry silo and my photography silo and my coaching and personal development silo. And what I've realized in the last year is that it's all informing everything else. So myself as a coach informs how I show up as a poet and how I show up in the water photographing a whale because so much of my focus is on listening in my life. So I show up as a listener everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the imagery and power of the ocean and the creatures of the ocean show up for me as a coach in that I get to have this intimate relationship with nature and I see the rightness of the creature's in the ocean with who they are. there's They don't do the thing we do as humans, which is second guess ourselves or make things complicated or get into our heads and mistrust our bodies, right? So I get to have this direct experience with the ocean animals mm-hmm. of they're just being who they are and they have personalities and they have fear and they have confidence and they have, uh, you know, all the range of feelings like we have, but they don't make themselves wrong for it. And so I carry that into my understanding of humans and and the way I see the beautiful women that I get to coach, I'm holding their wholeness of who they already are underneath the things that are in their way. Yes. Like I love that. Feminine essence, right? Yes. Feminine essence is gorgeous and beautiful and perfect in its Mm -hmm. native being, just like a whale in the ocean Mm -hmm. or an elephant or, or a shark or any creature that's just being itself. And so I bring that into the kind of permission that I hold for women to just be themselves. Oh my gosh. I just, you just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> and, and, and if, if you don't mind, I, I just heard this coming out of my mouth. I want to say Mia. And I know oh, that yes. that is, that is, you know, I've known you for a while and, and that is what I call you. Yeah, so just permission. so the audience, my nickname. Oh, thank permission. you. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I love that I have a permission. Oh, Hey, that's great. Cause the program that you have coming up is called the permission program. So yes, Hey, exactly. we can lead right into that. But no, so Maria Elizabeth Molly, I'd call you Mia for sure, because we've known each other for a while now. Thank you for that. So anyways, I love what you're saying, because it is the wholeness. And I love that you made the connection from, you know, what you observe and how you listen to these creatures under the ocean. We're the 
same. And how you then bring that into your work, that is your essence and that's who you are and what you're connected in your passion. And you're bringing that into your coaching and working with women and having that understanding that we are whole. Exactly. I love that. And that's and, the baseline. That's where yes. we start. Yes. It's from wholeness. Oh, I know? love it. So moving away from this idea that we pursue personal development mm-hmm. because something's wrong that we need to fix. Mm-hmm. That's actually not the baseline of, of my work at all. And I come from a position of that we are all intrinsically whole, perfect, and complete. And the work we do through personal development is to strip away everything that stands in the way of the expression of that of that beauty, of that wholeness, of that intrinsic nature or essence, as you call it, that we each have. And that, for me, is what ties directly back to poetry, which is the most distilled and potent language for that deep experience in life, that essence. Poetry is a practice of essence also. Right. So they, yes. in this way, thanks for inviting me to examine this connection because I have never articulated this before. Oh. Uh, but that's to me how they all weave together. Yes, I love it. And it sounds so natural mm. and just so complete. But what happens though, the baseline is is the wholeness. But what if when we don't feel whole, how, mm. do, how do you begin helping someone who is come and not feeling their wholeness? How do you open yes, that? Great. What happens? Yeah, what happens? Well, uh, it's a practice of turning your attention. So, you know, at any moment you can have multiple voices going on in your head. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, I like to call that our orchestra. And what happens when someone doesn't feel whole and they're coming to me and they're, they're very often they're caught in the cacophony of their orchestra and their conductor has left the building. Right. So the, the, the inner critic, let's say the inner critic is like a trumpet and it's playing really loud and cutting through everything else and it's refusing to stop playing. And then maybe fear is a drum and it's just drumming and it's not stopping when it's supposed to stop. It just keeps going and going and going, right? This is your orchestra out of control. Mm. And so part of the work that we do together is to locate your wholeness, your center, your adult, aware, powerful, connected woman and begin to bring her back to the podium, as it were, Mm -hmm. bring her back to conduct the voices. So you learn to listen to your voices as a witness. Mm -hmm. So it's not about shaming or cutting off any part of yourself. This is a very important point to me. Mm -hmm. Again, coming from this principle of wholeness, all the parts of ourselves, whether they're inconvenient or fabulous, have a right to exist. And our work is to discern moment by moment, who do we want to have in charge? Who is leading the music? Who is leading the symphony? And so that, I hope that is a clear picture. I don't know if yes. it's distracting. No, I'm getting that. I, so you can feel not whole because you're listening to all these voices and they have the upper hand. And so the work we do is to put into place the part of you that can love and accept and hold all these voices, but that is the expression of your wholeness. I want to be the commander of all those voices. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like you said, the 
conductor. So what you're saying, it's okay. We all have those voices, but to understand and to appreciate and to love them, but to be the conductor and you have control of those voices. Is that, in a sense? I wouldn't say exactly you have control over them because they are going to do their thing no matter what. Okay. We're, you know, through birth and, and growing up, we develop certain neural pathways, right? Okay, and right. the neural pathways are pretty much set. So if we have an, you know, if we experienced abandonment as a child, we're going to tend to react to everything that happens from an initial reaction of expecting abandonment. Mm. But that is not where we have to stay. We have the power to develop new neural pathways. And basically what happens in the brain is if you stop using, if you stop going down a particular neural pathway, let's say the one of abandonment, if you stop going down that road, it eventually starts to wither. Mm -hmm. And the road that you're choosing to go down, which is empowerment, the world is for me, I feel powerful in my own being and know that life is good and that I can never be abandoned because, you know, I'm whole, perfect and complete, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. There's a part of me that never dies and was never born, et cetera. Right. When you go down, when you develop that pathway more strongly, eventually it starts to become more natural and the place where you go more quickly. Mm-hmm. So the, the, it's it's not that the abandonment pathway disappears completely necessarily. It may always be your first response, but it doesn't have to be your second, third, or fourth response. Right. You know, and you become able to see like, oh, there's my first response, and without beating yourself up about it, the next step is, and how do I want to feel instead? Right. And you ha- and you realize you have choice, and you start making that choice more and more often. And by making that choice more and more often, you're creating these neural pathways. It's like a strengthening the brain in this new way of being yeah. is what I'm understanding. So now it's not only it's you're bringing the whole science of the body and the brain into this. Absolutely. Because it's, well, it all relates and it, it all right. works so well together, I think. And I feel like a lot of what we do as coaches is offer alternate ways we reframe. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we're reframing someone's take on a particular situation, maybe because of their habitual neural pathway, they interpret a situation with self-blame. And then we offer a a reframe that says, well, you know, if you weren't blaming yourself here, how else could you see this, right? I mean, I'm sure that's a question you've asked your ladies. Mm -hmm. Well, how else could you see this situation? Because you want to open up their power and you want to open up their resourcefulness. And that's what's building a new neural pathway so that they can more and more often move into resourcefulness more quickly without having to spend as much time in self-blame. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense because I guess what I'm feeling too is that it's comforting in a sense to know that when we work on ourselves, when we go through uh, a program of, of self-growth and everything, that there's more to it. It's, it's not just making decisions. Yes. It's the body is also changing. Yeah. And, and that is more powerful. And that is how, and so by practicing and keep doing and, and the body changes, the mind changes, they're permanent changes. But it's practice. Yes. Right. Yes, exactly. And and I love that you brought the body into it because this is something I'm actually going to cover in the permission program mm-hmm. is we're going to look at or, or work with doing practices with the mind, the body and the spirit nice. and specific practices with asking for what you want, receiving feedback, you know, like, like 
stuff that that you literally go out and do in your life during your day. Mm-hmm. But I like to break it down in these three ways because our bodies hold that wisdom that I talked about of the whale is just being a whale and not second guessing. Am I a good whale or a bad yeah. whale? Or, you know, am I good enough? Right. Am I pretty enough? Like <laughs> it's just being a whale, right? Right, right. Wisdom and, and um, perfection is actually held in the body and where we create all those stories and the voices and everything that tells us we're not good enough, that's up in your mind. And so there are practices you can actually heal through your body. You know, you can move your body in certain ways that have you feel good mm. and feel your sensuality and feel your power and feel your femininity, maybe a great piece of music that you dance to in the kitchen, you know? And so you can actually access states of feeling through your body that reinforce the new neural pathway you're wanting to create. Mm-hmm. And then you, but you also want to simultaneously do work on the mental level mm-hmm. to turn away from the story, turn away from the story, turn right. away from the story over and over and over again until the new belief becomes proved uh, mm-hmm. in. This and is powerful. Yeah. And then spiritually, Underneath it all is this idea that we are perfect, whole, and complete in our essence, in our deepest self, as I call it, which to me is the same as the essence. Yeah, uh, We are perfect, whole, and complete in that. And so how do we shed all the stuff that's in the way of letting that natural perfection out? I love it. So your program is the permission program from pleaser to pleasure. So I love that. So can you expand on, you know, how do you take the people through this journey from pleaser to pleasure? I mean, what, yeah. what yeah. is this about? So, right. So, you know, so many of us have been trained to be pleasant and accommodating and caretaking and, and, um, and, and that while all of those qualities are wonderful, where it gets not so wonderful is when we don't learn to also say yes to what we want, where, we, where we're so focused on other people that we don't feel enough power to value our own desires and our own experience as much as the experience of others. Right? Yes. And that's where we get into people-pleasing. And, and, and that's a woman. So, I mean, yeah. that's a trait, isn't it's it? A, it's uh, a trait. Women tend to do that. More than right. men, I it's would trained. Yeah, it's yes. I mean, I, I, you know, it, it's something that we're learned. It's the soup we swim in. You know? Yes, exactly. And so the goal of the program is to move uh, the women through shifting their attention away from prioritizing other people's experience, other people's opinions, other people's truths over their own, and to begin to feel in their bodies and minds what are their own truths, what do they actually want, and then practice having the conversations that are compassionate and loving Mm -hmm. and firm, Mm -hmm. where they begin to shift the dynamic and their, their desires become as prioritized as someone else's. And so, and I talk about pleasure, it's from pleaser to pleasure for a reason, because we as a culture have, uh, we kind of poo-poo pleasure. We think it's less important. We find it frivolous. You know, there's this whole like, oh, self-care, like we need to go to a spa and take a bath. And and, and what I'm talking about is beyond that. I, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of self-care and, mm-hmm. and it's important, as, especially as entrepreneurs, yes. that we prioritize that and that we stay filled up so that we can pour out from mm-hmm. definitely and pleasure to me is also that deepest connection to my being the pleasure of letting that out and especially also centrally you know women so many of us are shut down 
or traumatized or have shame around our sensuality and our sexuality. And, and we've been told, you know, we shouldn't go out in revealing clothes and things like that because dangerous things happen. Mm-hmm. And I think part of what's going to change the world is for us to stand in the full power of who we are as women, which includes our sensuality and our sexuality and our beauty on that level. And the more we stand in that and own that and drop our shame around it, uh, the more the world will have to transform to admit it and allow it. And so that is also... Uh, an aspect of the pleaser to pleasure program is really embodying your full self, which includes feeling good in your body Mm. and includes what is pleasurable to me. Do I like a touch on my hand that's soft and slow? Do I like more of a fast touch? How much pressure do I like my arm to be touched in? What are the fabrics that feel good on my body? You know, like really, What are the foods that taste good and that feel good in my mouth? You know, that like really activating our sensual appreciation of life and every aspect of life, uh, not just in the bedroom, but everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I just, I'm listening to you talk and it's just so yummy. I got to say, you are just delicious to listen to, Mia. Thank you. Oh, you really are. But you know, (laughs) thank you. I think permission is delicious. It's naughty. Yeah. What? I get to. I get to do what I want. Right. I love it. But, you know, we had earlier, you know, um, before we uh, came on the podcast, we were talking about desire. Mm. And uh, I was wondering if you'd talk to the audience a little bit about that. We were talking about permission, that desire. You go. Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about desire lately. And because when I talk about permission, I'm not talking about going out and doing whatever you want. Our actions have consequence. And so it's not a kind of, I'm not talking about a kind of licentiousness or, or abandon that, you know, wrecks our family and things like that. This is the fear. This is the fear Mm -hmm. that many women have like, well, if I really let myself feel what I wanted, you know, I would like ditch my kids and the husband and go travel in (laughs) Indonesia. You know, I'd go live in Bali, right? That's the fear. Mm-hmm. However, the way I look at desire is that it's the engine of the universe. It's we were born out of desire. We are, we are, everything exists in the world because it was wanted at some point. Whether or not that wanting got messed up later because of our family history, that's another right. thing. But ultimately, you know, I'm not going there, but the principle is that desire is the root of existence. Mm-hmm. And somehow through our cultural inheritance, inheritances and our religious inheritances and our family inheritances, we've internalized this idea that desire is wrong or bad. Mm. And I'm here to say that the desire itself in its purity is not wrong or bad. And so permission means allowing yourself to feel what you really feel, even if that feeling is inconvenient. And then because you've done the work to have your conductor in charge, you choose deliberately. There's also another piece of it where I believe it's important for each of us to have a clear vision for what ultimately what we want in our life, like a North Star that we are moving our life toward. If you weigh your desire, your momentary desire against your vision of your life, it's very clear whether or not you want to do the thing or not do the thing. Right. So by having a clear picture of what you want to create, if you want to have a healthy and happy and sexy and amazing relationship with your partner, male, female, or non-binary, 
ordinary, right? Mm -hmm. Then that momentary desire to go jump that hot guy at the bar isn't in alignment with that, right? It's not in alignment with the agreement or the desire you have to have a great relationship. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that your desire to go jump that guy is wrong. It's part of being alive. Mm -hmm. It's part of being a creature in a body that that has chemistry with other bodies. And so that's the distinction I'm making is to allow yourself to feel the full range of your power and possibility and, and, you know, eating that chocolate cake, like maybe your desire is to lose Mm -hmm. weight and you simultaneously want to eat the cake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it may not be in alignment with losing the weight. So you can have the desire for the cake. The desire is not bad or wrong, but maybe you choose not to eat the cake because the more important thing to you is to lose weight. So it's always keeping sight of what's most important and not naming Mm -hmm. the the thing we feel in the moment that's got Mm -hmm. us sighted. I love that because it almost feels as you're, as you're talking, I'm listening and, and, you know, I can, okay, I can give myself permission. This desire is not bad. It's just what I feel. It's a desire. And I'm just noticing, bringing consciousness to it that, oh my gosh, couldn't I just use this? And, and maybe this is what you're saying. Use this energy around my desire in bringing it in alignment Say, okay, it's okay. I have this desire, but bringing that energy into what is in alignment with me. Exactly. It's fuel. It's fuel. Desire is your fuel. Yes. And I think so many women are wired and tired and run down today because they're not using the proper fuel. They're not giving their permission to their desire. So they're shutting down their fuel. Right. And then they're oh. running on caffeine and they're running on sugar yes. and they're running on willpower, which is a finite resource. Okay. So this is what I'm going to learn in your program. <laughs> yeah. And they're cut off from their essence, which is inexhaustible. I love it. I love it. So, and this is what you bring into, I mean, you're just so delicious, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. So, are you. <laughs> so in your program, so we're, we just have a few more minutes left and there's a question um, I want to ask you here, but before I do that, so with your program, the permission program from pleaser to pleasure, what say are a few of the benefits your clients get from this program? They move from prioritizing everyone else's pleasure and not having time for themselves to creating a life where their desires are as important as the desires of everyone else. They start to shift their schedule to have more time for themselves. They awaken their creativity. They awaken their sensuality. They awaken their confidence. They they walk out into the world more confident and whole and radiant. Um, one of my clients in, a, in the coaching circle that's currently completing, uh, when we got to the part about boundaries, they, they learned to set really good boundaries. This is a big part of it you know, learning what is our yes and our no, and then speaking it. And she had this profound realization. She was terrified of setting boundaries. This is someone who identified as a giver and who is generous and and didn't want to be selfish. I think that's one of, you know, a lot of us are afraid. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And what she realized through feeling into what she wanted was, A, the things that felt good to her actually felt great to her family. They were not in conflict with her family. They made her family better Mm -hmm. and her relationships in her family better. And B, setting boundaries was less about saying no, 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 no to everyone else. And more, it became more about saying yes to herself. And out of that yes to herself, 
She slept better. She ate better. She was in a better mood. She could be more affectionate with her boyfriend because she was slept, you know, she had slept, eaten, and was in a better mood. So everything got better in her relationships and her life because she said yes to herself. Oh, I love it. And you help end that permission. I love that. Yeah, I think I just love the title because that just brings me back into giving myself permission. Oh, yes, I love exactly. it. And it's the permission to, to want what you want, mm-hmm. to let the real you out, let mm-hmm. people feel the real you. I think as women, we tend to be so pleasure starved. We keep ourselves on such a tight rope. Like, oh, if I let myself near that cake, I might eat the whole thing. <laughs> and you know, the reason you're going to eat the whole thing is because you've been starving yourself. And once you learn to listen to your body, because this is another thing you learn in the permission program, once you really, really listen to your body, your body tells you when it's full. Mm. And it's your starvation that has you override your body's signal mm. much of the time. Your body tells you when it's done exercising, mm. but it's your that tight rein you keep yourself on and that fear of being fat or being unhealthy in some way or getting old, all those fears that make you push your body harder than it really wants. Mm. And so uh, that's also part of the permission is to, uh, to let your body teach you oh. what it wants and needs, to listen to the wisdom that's already mm, available yeah. to you. I love it. And I just want to say just a little bit about the structure. It's a 12-week program that's limited to 15 women and it starts in the beginning of February. Oh, nice. And if the audience, um, and I, I will have this in the, the notes on the show, but can you tell us how to find out more or where, where would we go to find out more about this? Oh, yeah. It, you can go to my website, which is me. M-A-L-I dot com. So it's M-E for Marie Elizabeth and Mali, which is spelled like the country in Africa, M-A-L-I. And there'll be information there in January about how to sign up. And and I'd l- I like to have conversations since it is limited to 15 women. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have conversations to see if it's a good fit and to feel what people's desires mm-hmm. are and all of that. And so there is a button on the website where you can click to set up a conversation with me. Oh, and, wonderful. You know, a complimentary conversation where we can feel into, is this the right program for you? Oh, I love that. I love that, having that conversation. Wonderful. So we'll put that in the notes here. So if you didn't have a pencil, you know, we'll have that available. Exactly. Thank you for doing that. No, no problem. Well, here's the question. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, take a moment, take a breath. It's a favorite question that I ask all my guests. And so, and I'll, I'll use your full name, Marie Elizabeth. If you had the ability to come back in another life as a flower and you could choose, and this is the important piece, and you could choose where you would grow and bloom, where would that be? Well, this is, uh, I'll tell you what exactly comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And it may not be horticulturally accurate. So forgive me if flower can't grow where I want to grow it. (laughs) But um, I would be a peony, either pink or white. And because the peony to me is such an abundant, I mean, first of all, the scent is beyond gorgeous. And and all those petals just, you know, open. It's such an abundant and generous expression of beauty. And so I've just always loved peonies for that reason. And 
I would grow personally in the tropics because that is just where my soul and being unflower, unfurl the most, you know? So whether that's in Venezuela, which is the land of my father's side of my family or Hawaii or, um, you know, Costa Rica, I don't know, but uh, I would, I would be somewhere tropical, you know, where the humidity and the, the greenery and the lushness fully get to express. Mm. And then I would be this flower with, with all those um, millions, not millions, but uh, those <laughs> abundance of yes, yes, open, 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 and this scent that just fills the air. That would be me. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you are a poet. I just, I just love listening to you. <laughs> that was just beautiful. Oh, thank you, thank you, Mia, for allowing us to get to know you better and to understand this beautiful program that you have. And it's just, you know, the work that you do and in helping women in, in this wholeness and to remember their wholeness. I, I just, I think it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And it speaks so much about the essence of you. So Aww. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a stand oh, for women expressing their essence too. You know, we're all like nodes. We're all like stars on a, on a web of uh, women lighting up the grid, really. And, and each of us has our particular flavor and way that we articulate the awakening that needs to happen on it. And you are just such a bright star in that, in that web as I see it. And I'm grateful to know you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I just love this conversation with you. And I hope to have more in the future because I think we have a lot to talk about here. We sure do. We yeah, do. We have so we much do. in common. And so, so much, you know, we're, we're, we're standing for, for that same spot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This, this whole feminine, um, the feminine essence of today and tomorrow is yeah. a wonderful conversation. It so. sure is. Well, I have to say goodbye for now and thank you so much. And we'll we'll talk again. I'm thank looking you. forward to it. Thank I you. look forward to it too. Thank okay. you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. And if you're interested in hearing more and finding out how to work with Steffi Joe to enhance your feminine essence for greater visibility and success, visit expressyouressence.com. Until next time, be your essence. This is the EWN Podcast Network.